Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Welcome to Drop Your Buffs podcast, where we talk about the strategy, social game, and stupidity of each episode of Survivor. Thank you for joining us again for Woo-hoo. what episode is this? Is this this is the twelfth episode of Survivor, possibly or our thirteenth or twelfth podcast because we had that double episode. The in double there episode somewhere. screws up everything. <laughs> yes, but. We are lucky enough, fortunate enough to have a guest with us today. And that what? guest is the, I'm going to say the 23rd place contestant in <laughs> 2018's Survival Challenge, my, my alliance on day one, round one, devastated that she got the boot. It is. Brianna Buras. So sad. So sad. Woo! I'm I will so say, glad to be here. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here too because you were the person that really made me fight hard in the survival challenge. Because I don't know that I've ever told you that because your move was the move that set the tone of the game, I think, honestly, for the trajectory of the whole game. What was the like, move? Well, the move was we had, I was we were put into a tribe with three of the oldest men in the game. Yeah. And so for me being this young, brown, skinny, gay guy with three straight white men and, you know, (laughs) these beautiful younger women, Kathy was on my tribe as well. It was Brie. Um, And then we had, we had Laura and we had Courtney. So Mm -hmm. it was a team of eight of us, but it was very clear from the get-go that there was definitely a solid group of four and there was another group of four that was trying to make something happen. Okay. But one of the members on the other side had an idol. So in a power play move, I still refused to jump over to the other side, even though they had the threat of that idol because I wanted to protect Brie as much as possible. Unfortunately, they played the idol. It got rid of Brie, but we got Mm -hmm. rid of an idol in the process. So upsetting. (laughs) Brie got idled out of the game. I got idled out of the game. The first first go around. And then the rest (laughs) of the game was so intense. So intense. Um, And you got to watch it live from the sidelines. It was crazy. Brie and I (laughs) never, we never crossed paths during the game. And I didn't even like meet you after the game. No, we didn't even talk after the game. It was just like. We finally met each other at yeah. Hearts of Reality. Yes. And we were and just destined. fell in love. <laughs> so for those of you at home, Hearts of Reality is a, <laughs> an event that's based around reality TV contestants from shows like Survivor, Big Brother, The Amazing Race. They all t- gather together in a place called Celebration Florida. And it's a charity event. Four days, lots of fun, lots of activities. A few of us go every year, and that's where the two of you were able to make this a budding friendship uh, for years to come. Yep, so uh, we are like, the three of us just love each other so much. Yeah. <laughs> we're so like, I, <laughs> I do have a question for you, Brie. Now, yes. the, the listeners at home have been privy to this information that Hannah and I met doing this wonderful competition called the Survival Challenge. And I know that a lot of people at home have considered participating themselves, but they have that fear of being the first person voted out. Though you weren't the first person to leave the game, you were the first person voted out. out. (laughs) But 
here you are, here we are. We have this amazing friendship, this amazing relationship. Do you have anything to kind of discuss, share with the audience about participating in the survival challenge if they have that fear of being the first person voted out? Well, they definitely should apply and do it. I mean, I was nervous because I didn't know anybody at all. Mm -hmm. I just applied, drove the six hours to get there. And even though I was the first one out, like the first couple days, you're still in the game. You're still in the challenges. You're still making these relationships. And even afterwards, I feel like almost like that I got out first, I had more relationship, like relationships with everyone who was voted out after me. Mm -hmm. And so I still, it was still one of the best decisions I've made like in my life so far Mm -hmm. to do that. I love that. I know. I love all the friendships that I have made simply because I took a chance and did the survival challenge. And if you're on the fence about it, you definitely a hundred percent should do it. I love it. I love that. Look at us loving it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we love each other. We wouldn't have this friendship if we didn't do the survival challenge. It is so, still to this day, it is so surreal to me. It is so surreal. Um, I want to jump into rapid fire questions, Bree, that I prepared yes. for you. Things that we are wondering about <laughs> you. And um, I just challenge you to try to think of these answers as fast as you can. I can. Oh but my it, gosh. Okay. On the spot. Yeah. So ready and go. Here we go. Um, Brie, when did you start watching Survivor? Oh gosh. I started watching in season two because I can specifically remember loving Tina. Tina was really? my girl. Yeah. He would be. <laughs> she's my girl. And uh-huh. I'm so upset that she's not going to be on 40. I was really hoping that I was going to get to see her again for the third time. Oh, mm-hmm. I know. She's wonderful. Um, so would you consider yourself a casual fan, super fan, or super duper fan? I guess I would be more in the realm of super fan, not super mm-hmm. duper. Cause I don't mm-hmm. know. Like I cannot remember like all the details. Like I know like, some of you guys just like know every single little thing, and I just like Dion. Like, I'm here for. I just, just remember like, what I remember. <laughs> I'm like a season, and then a few seasons later, I can't remember other things from, from the past. But I will say, you have met a lot of contestants. You've sat in the studio audience, so I think that you're yeah. somewhere in between super like fan in and between, super yeah. Fan. yeah. I definitely like, have. <laughs> it's like a Girl Scout uh, vest, like a uniform, and you're getting your badges. Like, have been to the yeah. live show. <laughs> have been to the audition. Have team. met. Um, have survivors yeah. following me. Following yeah. survivors. Hey. And our podcast has a few of them, too. Very good. Oh, yeah. Have been on a survivor podcast. <laughs> yes. There another we go. badge. There you go. Okay, Bree. So many badges. <laughs> what is your favorite season of Survivor? Oh my goodness. I don't know if I can ex- exactly pick a favorite season. Well, are um, I one of them? I guess, which I know this is not a popular opinion, but like I do love Millennials versus Jeanette. Oh, that was a mm. great one. No, we like that one. Okay. <laughs> what stood That's out one to of my you favorite. for that one? Like, what's your I think it's just because it? I'm a millennial, and so like I just connected with more people on that season. You know, mm-hmm. there are people that age on every season of Survivor. I know, but I feel like there was more <laughs> in my realm. You know, That's no, I get more it for me. 
You know what? You remind me a lot of Jay. Isn't that the most random connection? But like, I feel like <laughs> Jay seems like such a fun person and you are such a fun person. So well, I can yeah. see it. <laughs> I can see that. Me and Jay always talk to each other when we see each other. <laughs> wow. Weird flex. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. You are on, let's pretend you're on the world's apart season. Are you on the white collar tribe, blue collar tribe, or no collar tribe? Oh, I feel like I would probably be on the no collar tribe. Oh yeah, you mm-hmm. are a photographer, so you're a little artsy fartsy. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm more of a free spirit in a glass like half full and just. But I more do of believe a go with that that life. season was based more on like their work ethic. Their work, if, it was. Oh, I mean, I some that. people, some people had worked in you know big industries and stuff like that nina for example she'd worked in a lot of different stuff but she ended up in the red collar because of where she was in that part of her life so in your part of your life where you are now which one would you kind of sit in i'm not sure (laughs) (laughs) i know (laughs) wait maybe we can blur blue and red and yeah i need like a purple purple tribe a purple tribe there you go (laughs) Um, okay, so you end up on the Island of the Idols. Who would you like advice from, Sandra or Rob? Oh, my gosh. First off, if I saw them, too, <laughs> if I saw them, I would probably, like, fall to the ground first. Just because I'd be so, like, <laughs> I'd probably be like, oh, my gosh. What is happening? I can't believe it. <laughs> but, you know, oh, my gosh. I'd probably Sandra because, I mean, like, She's won twice. So. Right? Yep. I mean, I love yeah. We've that's yet my to girl. have anybody say Rob, so you're in good I company. Mean, I do like Rob, but if I had to pick, I'm going to go with Sandra. That's fair. So and then here's my last question. This is a new one, and so okay. let's see what you think. Okay. Would you rather win immunity, the immunity challenge, or find an immunity idol? Oh. Oh my gosh. I would rather find an immunity idol. Okay. Explain why would you rather find an immunity idol? For one, I feel like that's like almost everyone's ultimate goal when they are on survivor is to find one for themselves Mm -hmm. In sidetracking. Um, one of my pet peeves about someone that finds a hand immunity idol is telling anybody like, why do they always tell somebody like I, (laughs) hate it like why 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 do they do that mm-hmm. i want to tell a soul I would that's tell what i'm myself. i'm Thank on both you. sides yeah so. when when janet found um oh look at me i'm already gonna jump in i know you're jumping in i wanted yeah. to but i was like pulling back because okay. i'm so upset I know. When I watched it. like what uh, thank you for answering the rapid fire questions and with yay. The episode and talk about how annoying it was that Janet told Tommy she had the idol. Oh, <laughs> and like out in the open, oh so other people goodness. can discover it as well. These like, people I, aren't playing smart. Excuse me, <laughs> I could not believe Jeez. that. So I, when Janet found the idol, I was just, I was literally saying out loud, "Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone." Uh huh. And then she goes and tells Tommy. I feel like it was like almost immediately too. And now, so for this um, clip we saw, we saw um, Dean and Elaine say, we need to go out and we need to find an idol. 
Right. Uh, what we've seen at the start of the episode, we had our fever dreams again. Mm-hmm. Survivor is just putting me through it. Fever dreams, no fever dreams. Fever dreams, no fever dreams. <laughs> I can't keep up. Anyway, the first thing we see is Dean say to Elaine, do you see them looking at something over there? Which is what uh-huh. we saw very early on in the episode. Mm-hmm. Which is like, don't do it out in the open. And as a fan... Rookie I have mistake. To, but here's the thing. As fans that know this game as well as we do, we also know that there's a camera crew there. And would you not see a man holding a camera I on the totally other side of some bushes? I totally forget about that. I totally mm-hmm. forget. Like, you, you're, you think you're hidden, but... You're really like, not. Cameraman. Right. So oh part God. of me is just like, how did we see two lots of two pairs plus a cameraman and not have that, like, we didn't even see Tommy or Janet say, oh, gosh, I think they're over there. I think, like, they were just in their own bubble. And I think Janet's telling Tommy was in order to gain trust with him because she's been put so far into the doghouse and week mm-hmm. after week she's trying to gain that trust again. But it doesn't mean that you have to sit there and tell somebody instantly that you've been idle. She didn't tell anybody about the first one and she did great. I mean, mm-hmm. why now? <sighs> why this idol? And why I out know. in the open? Why out oh, in the open? No. I'm um, not over it. Which, I, yeah. Go I on. felt like, and then also like in that same vein, how I don't like giving Dean compliments like he's not my favorite, but like, <laughs> how great was his uh, perceptiveness <laughs> that he noticed them talking, and he's like, "Oh, they're looking at something. Oh, they have the idol." Like, I feel like great he's job, been playing Dean. dumb. I feel like he's been playing dumb. I'm 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 gonna go out on a limb here, and I'm gonna oh say this was no. for the first for the first fifty minutes of the episode. This was Dean's episode. Mm-hmm. It really was. It. It was. He went. It was all about Dean. He got the immunity challenge. He um, He did win the immunity challenge. Not only mm -hmm. that. Not only that. The second fever dream shows Sandra saying, "Who thinks of that? It's genius." Mm -hmm. And who was she referring to? Dean. (sighs) Because Dean does this fake clue of a fake legacy advantage. Right. That he's been given. And, and the thing is, he's making the most of what he's being given, which we're not necessarily seeing a lot of in this season. We're seeing a lot of people trying, 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 where we're seeing him kind of succeed in little glimpses, which is bizarre because we saw nothing of him for the first two episodes. The third episode, we see <laughs> him only because he makes the biggest blunder in the game, which is say, let's split the vote. In front of everyone. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> that was the first thing we saw of this guy. That's literally the first thing we saw of Dean. And then then he's, he's having his he, redemption now. He's rolling up his sleeves, showing off his muscles. Still is in my We've got Rob, Boston Rob, sitting there, you Making know, imitating. Fun of him. <laughs> it's like he's the most polarizing character i believe this season in terms of you don't know how you feel about him everybody else you're like i love them for these reasons i dislike them for these reasons but for him i've never sat in a 100 percent yes or 100 percent no it's that is true somewhere in the middle yeah if i think about how i feel about dean i find him ridiculous <laughs> i find i like i get i roll my eyes a bunch 
But also I loved the funny confessionals we've gotten from him. And mm -hmm. I love how he sits at tribal council when he crosses his legs and he has his hand he on his chin. He thinks about it. Yeah, he I does like, it each time. It's so, it's so precious. He's, he's so. very in his body as well, you know. He <laughs> what? doesn't. No, it's, it's funny because some people will be on show, on presentation. They're talking like this for the, the jury members. They're all this. And he just sits there and relaxes in it. He sits in it. Who does that? Sandra does that. Mm -hmm. you know, confident people do that. They sit, they listen, they only pipe up when they need to. He's never needed to pipe up. He's never been on the line. I think the only time he was on the line is when we had the Chelsea boot. Me, we remember Chelsea. Um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and like it was the move that I think started his game because he mm -hmm. was playing by himself from that point and he only had himself from that point. Oh my gosh, you are like making the case for Dan, Dean winning this thing. And oh, I he's absolutely got a chance he's, of winning. Yeah, he does, what? for sure. What? The jury love him. Not only that, especially after his stint on um, Island of Idols, when they gave him a 50-50 chance, which I think he's crazy for having taken. But you wouldn't have taken it. it? You wouldn't have no, taken that? It's a 50-50 chance. I want something like 90-10. Like, I don't <laughs> want... <laughs> don't give me 50-50 and then be like, well, you made the biggest mistake of your life. No. Yeah, I'm but gonna... what if you didn't have anything on your resume yet? What's going to give you the edge? But see, I wouldn't have nothing on my resume. I'm very mm. good at the game of survival. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm extremely <laughs> humble about it. I, I just think, thank you. I just think that it's either the move that makes your game or the move that ruins your Breaks game. it. You know? And you can say, I took a chance, but then people are like, well, what did it do for you? So now we have Dean sitting on a idol nullifier. He has a fake clue for the leg uh, legacy advantage however because we're going into a finale with five people mm -hmm. we essentially skipped round where um where there was six people left in it so we that don't get to see advantage. him play it which is so nope. no. i was but, so looking forward to that but did you notice that editing everybody's talking about how it would have been a great move it was really smart so oh, he's still getting the edit that it yeah. would have been a good move so we he's don't getting the edit that it was going to be real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. And it's like making the most of a bad, like that's the thing. Jamal got made out to be not so great for how he used the legacy, but Dean is the one that's making it work. So Holy even though crap. he didn't have that visit to the Island of Idols, someone else did and he's the one that's being able to reap the rewards of it. Like people thought he was potentially safe, at was it final nine and final six something like that mm -hmm. yeah it was nine and six um, but the thing is they could have been like it might be fake but why risk it you know it did yeah. give him that little bit of safety and i've said it at the beginning and i ate my words when i was like he might be that person later on he's going to be a physical threat right he's terrible at challenges However, Dean <laughs> finally wins something. He did. <laughs> finally. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. <laughs> and not only that, it was one of my favorite challenges, which is the Dizzy Spinny Challenge, which I think <laughs> everybody saw, fell on their ass. <laughs> it was hilarious. I think the first time we saw that, I know that Stephanie LaGrosa was in it. So it either was in... Dion with the random facts. I mm -hmm. think it was either Palau or Guatemala. 
Okay. And um, they, I just remember them being so dizzy. But I remember Survivor production talking about how they just wanted to do something fun because it was a reward challenge. It wasn't an immunity challenge. Oh, yeah. So, but, hey, do you guys remember, sorry to cut you off, but do you go, remember go, the no, part go. where they showed Nora spinning on the beach and Elaine's like, Nora, be crazy. Well, I think that they got tree mail that probably made a joke. I mean, not a joke. Probably made a rhyme tree about mail. spinning. Oh. And I bet that Nora was practicing. I like, bet she was. Yeah. I, I'm just going to take this moment to acknowledge that I have completely forgotten about tree mail. Like, yeah, I they still get tree mail. Where do you think Dean got paper to make a fake legacy advantage? He probably used the back of a tree mail. But I thought he used the same paper. I thought he no. had like... He turned it ripped in. it or something. Oh, oh, he. Well, no, that doesn't make was sense. It, well, was anyway. it the same sheet? And I thought he ripped it or something. No, he turned one into Jeff and he kept the other one. And so I know, but to make it. Writing on that. Hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Anyways, so I was like, you know what? Yeah, Nora be crazy, but she also <laughs> was practicing. So <laughs> her. I'm sorry. I don't know how you guys feel about Nora, but. I love started. her. Oh my god! I, I love her. <laughs> Tell us more I, about why you love her. Yes, please. I think I just love it because she is insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just love crazy people. She's just like she's <laughs> like a <laughs> she, she's like a younger version of Debbie, and I just love it. <laughs> she really is Debbie two point I said it from the beginning. I'm sticking with it. So here's the thing, though, Brie, I can appreciate her on my television. Like, okay, give me ridiculous Nora. I cannot imagine working with her or living with her on that island. Would you work with her? Like, if you were playing with her, would you be in alliance with her? Yeah, because I was going to be in alliance with Leah. So, yes. Leah was <laughs> <laughs> someone on a Brie. I was right trial. there. I was right there with her. Like, let's go, Definitely. girl. And Definitely. Rachel. I was right there with Rachel. I love wow. Rachel. I, here's the thing. I've always said that I would love to play with emotional players. And I think that I was going to call her Debbie. I think that <laughs> we have this character in her that is so emotional. This, this, this normal is <clears throat> encompassed in emotions, but then game. Because at Tribal Council, it's just game. You don't see her playing her emotional card, but at camp, she's talking about how everybody is upsetting her and how they do nothing. And <laughs> I mean, we didn't even discuss the other week how she was talking to Karishma about how she's like the Karishma, except she's more likable and does yeah. more around camp. <laughs> and I was like, do you, listen, do you hear yourself? Do you understand what you're saying? And people just accept it because that is Nora. That's her mm -hmm. character. That's her breed. And I... I don't know that she could sit next to anyone at the end and still win, knowing that we saw Dean be able to bait her at the last tribal council. Seriously. You know, it's like, you know, I feel like she can get to the end and all of the cases that we saw people saying today, like um, this episode, we saw Elaine being like, well, don't keep Nora around because before you know it, she's going to take your spot in the end. And that's an absolute valid case. Mm-hmm. And how did you guys think about the uh, the tribal council that we saw with the case for Nora and Elaine? That is exactly my question coming into today was, what do you guys think? Do you get rid of Elaine, the huge jury threat, 
or do you get rid of Nora, who is perceived as the huge jury goat? Last week, Dion gave a good case for Nora's game and why she could potentially win, but right now she's being perceived as a goat. What do you do? What do you do? I would have still gotten rid of Elaine. She has more. She has more going on for her, more on her resume, more on the moves that she's done. Nora hasn't really done much of anything yet to prove that she's deserving of it. Well, it's not even deserving. Is she more threatening about taking your place in the finals where people are going to want to stop Elaine from getting I mean, I would want to take Nora. I would want to take her with me, though. That's fair. So you're trying to say that it's not about her taking your place. It's a matter of her taking somebody else's place. Yeah, I need her to take someone else's place. So it's all for me. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, that's valid. That's absolutely valid. Because I think the question going in now is we have this final five. At the next Tribal Council, Janet can play her idol. However, Dean can play his idol nullifier. Mm -hmm. That's what it's getting ready for. And he knows she has it. So is there any case where we see Janet make the final four? Oh, because yeah, who who are they go? Who would they want to go after besides Janet? We've heard Tommy. I mean, say that somebody he Janet. Somebody needs to get on Tommy right now. Well, here's the I thing. Know. I think that Tommy needs. Uh, I think that Tommy needs Lauren at the end with him. He's convinced that she will beat him, but I also think that if she's sitting on the jury and he tries to claim things as his own moves, she's gonna sit there either way and yeah. say that they were hers. So if she's sitting next to him and makes herself look worse off because she's trying to claim everything and discredit his game, I feel like that's going to be his better case because if she's sitting on the jury where she's had days or But she might be a cheerleader for him. She might be, like, supporting him and, like, be, you know what I mean? Like, be willing to, like... Is she willing to give over her moves and what she credits herself for in the game in order to let him win and take credit for it all? But I also feel like she's going to be better explaining her moves than what Tommy is going to be able to do. I just have a hard time believing that Tommy has this in the bag. Yeah. I think a lot of people think he's like the standout winner, but I'm like, whether Lauren's on the jury or Lauren's sitting next to him, he's going to have a hard time because of her. That's right, my girl. Me. Okay, so speaking of Lauren and Tommy, here's a question I had coming into this for you guys. When I watched the episode again... We see Elaine tell Lauren, like, they're not going to take you. Like, they mm-hmm. want, they're, you're going to have to make fire. And, like, so Elaine's telling her this. And Lauren's like, you make a good point. You make a good point. So Lauren goes to Tommy and tells him everything. And then he says, you're acting like a jealous girlfriend right now. Save a dream. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we, had, we, we knew it was coming. So, like. So he's like, you know, why would I ever get rid of you? It's it's us to the end, blah, blah, blah. And here's my question. Okay, if you're in the Lauren spot, how do you figure out if your closest alliance is taking you to the end or not? How do you know if they're lying? What do you do to figure out what's going on? What does she do? It's, <laughs> it's hard because I feel like her move is to be one step ahead, which okay. is have the tighter relationships than he has. Okay. So that either she catches wind of the story before it's able to take place or that they're not going to, you know, favor him over her. So it's like, it's this whole situation where we saw that the <clears throat> three boys wanted to make a final three. 
something yeah. I mentioned last week. I was like, Dean needs to take the boys to the end in order to win. He's not going to beat any of these women, possibly, potentially only Nora because he was able to bait her at the last tribal council. Mm-hmm. We now know that can't be the case, but they didn't know that going into the tribal council. So we still have to take that into account. Yeah. So knowing that Lauren's going to go to the end potentially with three men because she would be the only woman left in the game at this point because we have either Nora or Janet going home. It's kind of like she needed to have some kind of, I don't know this was her best move taking out Elaine because there Mm -hmm. is that solid boys club. Right. I don't Mm -hmm. boys alliance. It's just that they've got each other's backs the way that the women don't have each other's backs or that Lauren, Tommy and Janet don't actually have each other's backs. Like these guys are convinced. Let's make it to the end. However, you did see Tommy say, Dean's actually playing a better game than I expected. Like, this He's a little scared. The Dean episode. Like, nobody has a bad opinion about Dean anymore. Because everything that was a bad about Dean was just in terms of his, his chances at surviving in the game. But he's here, which means none of it <clears throat> really worked against him. And now he's going to get to the end with people liking him. Being able to have somebody play an idol for him and then voting him out the next vote. Mm-hmm. So using somebody's fake legacy advantage to further himself in the game. It's, I have a hard time seeing anybody be able to hold a case next to him. Like, yes, you've got Tommy and Lauren saying, we were able to get people to do things, blah, blah, blah. But we all know that they played out of fear. None of it was, we've got this in the bag, you and me to the end, all that kind of stuff. And then you've got Dean being like, I convinced everybody to work with me at some point and I didn't have a tight alliance and I got you. So is that more, you know, impressive? The underdog story. Yeah, he does have it. I mean, I feel like he basically has it in the bag now if he just plays the idol nullifier. And and no one else knows about that now either, do they? Wait, no, he hey, told. He does. He told the boys. He told Tommy, "Stupid, see, stupid." Yeah, he told but, Tommy, Dan, and Lauren. The, all three of those were there. But he, why, why did he do that though? Because he already knew that Janet had an idol. He knew where to play it. But he doesn't know for sure. And Tommy can, Tommy can try to claim this, but Dean can easily say, "I knew she had it." I was using this to kind of gain favor with him and he's going to see it as his big move, which means it's going to work. Do you know, like there's ways of spinning things. And I have a feeling that Dean is a, a, a truth spinner, a story spinner, because everybody likes him. Like mm-hmm. we see, we've seen Elizabeth vouch for him. Don't look at about, pretty Dean. Don't look right. at pretty Dean. And like Elizabeth was like, how dare you even consider saving Karishma over Dean who works at camp and is more likable. Like we've seen people, like I haven't seen anybody. Okay. I'm not going to go that far, but this <laughs> reminds me out of token teens where you have people like Brendan saying, how am I going to get JT to win? I like him. I want him to win. Like JT had people yeah. wanting to get him further in the game so he could get the win. And I'm starting to think that people are wanting to see Dean get to the end. Not the people left in the game necessarily, but the people in the jury definitely are like rooting for him. Yeah. Wow. And we know that they're they're probably rooting for Janet as well. I feel like Janet also has that like she had that You um, know Kelly is. Oh yeah. Like mm-hmm. she she was on top, but she became an underdog after she was the had a lot of heat on her during that second mm-hmm. tribal of the merge episode. Janet had a ton of heat of, on her 
and she survived. She's played an idol. And like everybody knows that she's a huge threat to bring to the end. So mm-hmm. I bet I bet the jury is rooting for her as well. And the <clears throat> devastating thing for me is you saw that confessional of her saying, I got an idol. I can use it at final five. I potentially oh, have the chance of winning the game. She choked up, yeah. And then we see Dean get a nullifier. And you just, you know it's going to play out that way. And yeah. the only thing that's going to make us all scream and jump out of our seats is if she wins the immunity idol that round. Oh, be still my heart. I, uh, I, I mean, I hope she does. I, I hope too. she does. And I hope she's not relying on the idol being what's going to take her through that round. Right. I don't think it will be because, you know, she's playing as hard as she can. Yeah. She needs to at this point because it was enough that she's had to, like, build herself back up, which is terrible because terrible because she – her move was a moral move. I don't think anybody is sitting here saying you made the wrong move. Like, right. nobody is. But yeah. they're making her feel like she's had to pay for it round after round after round and mm-hmm. trying to gain favors from these people. That's the ugly side of Survivor that we don't discuss, you know? It's when you know that you did the right thing as a human, as a person, but it didn't further you in this game and people are going to see you in a different light. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been, you know, that's been an arc this whole season, um, which is, you know, no surprise, but it's like, that's why you want to see these people succeed because you don't want to see people feel bad for doing the right thing, the just right. thing. Mm-hmm. So I I want to see Janet and Dean at the end. I want to see the very last Lyro member, Dean. Who would have thought that the Dean final. Who would have thought Elaine would make it to the final two? They were worried about it in the first round. They didn't kick her out. And she got to the final two of that track. She did. Um, man, it's just... I'm so sad to see Elaine go. I, I it was, it was She was it such was, a great character and just yeah. great, great morale just to have, like, around for the episode. Mm-hmm. Her tribal council was wonderful. Was I, cried, I, I cried a little bit. I, yeah. like, I had a little tear, like, because I felt bad for her. Like, that, in my I mind, that was her. a send-off. You know, like, that was... She needed that kind of tribal council to do justice to the game she played to the relationships she built to the people she was interacting with mm-hmm. because we the round before i had karishma leave in what i thought was one of the most underwhelming send-offs because she was built up as an individual that it's not to say that she everybody has this opinion of her way of playing survivor that's fine it's not the stereotypical edit it's not that kind of stuff but you see people um, we've seen people win. You know, Mike won his season, and in my opinion, he's the only person that put himself in a bad position. And people are like, but he, he got himself out of a bad position. Are you like, talking about Worlds Apart there. season yes. thirty, Mike Holloway? You know, he made this move to go back on his words, and then had to kind of like build himself back up. And it's like that—that's my personal opinion that not everybody shares. And other people think that Adam Klein is this person who made absolutely no bad moves and I sit there and I go I don't know if him going against you know Taylor and Figgy Figgy. Mm -hmm. you know in his best favor but it was the best move but can you say that he shouldn't have to deal with the consequences of his actions no he made that move and he has to sit in there so 
it's like we have to see everybody's games as their game. What's going to work best for them? You know, the game that Tommy and Lauren are playing was never going to be the game that Karishma was going to be able to play. I feel like she played her best hand and I think mm-hmm. that she had it. And maybe if she came back again, people would be more open and willing to play with her. Um, the way that we've seen people return to the game and say, I never got that before. David, you know, in the last season was like, my first season, nobody wanted to play with me. I was this skinny guy that was scared of everything. And now everybody's coming to me for advice. Mm-hmm. So I think she would be somebody who would be really interesting to come back. But after her Ponderosa, where she's like, I wanted to come out here and see that I could do it. And I learned that, yes, I can do it. But I also learned that I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't have mind if she came back because she played the hand that she was dealt. Like, yeah. she did what she could with what she had, which can was we say nobody. The same? Right. Can we say the same for Elaine? Like, or did she in- make bad moves? Because we have to remember, she was the reason that Missy went home. She mm-hmm. essentially, like she didn't have anything to do with the Aaron vote, but I'm sure that that was like, kudos to her. She's like, I'm not a part of this three. She was a vote to vote out Elizabeth. Like she essentially broke her alliance mm-hmm. to get further. And then they got rid of her. <clears throat> like, was that a smart move? Or was she just getting herself a week further before she had her own torch snuffed? See, she saw herself as um, either the fourth or the fifth in her Lyro alliance. She's like, I don't mm-hmm. want to be the bottom of this five or this four. Right. I want to be the top of something else, which she tried to do, but it didn't happen. Right. So where, what was the mess up there? Was the mess up that she didn't form a new strong core group? Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Like we have, she, <clears throat> she had a close alliance with Lauren, but then Lauren chose other people over her. So yeah. So that hope she had that she would have other people to have a core with, it fell through. What's interesting is this season we haven't seen voting blocks. We haven't oh, seen yeah. no, we really people haven't. Be Not like, like we have in the past. I mean, like last season was really, it shifted every vote. This pair and this pair need to work together to get rid of this pair. All right, now that this pair is broken up, these three need to work together in order to get rid of this pair. Like, it just constantly switched up. Right. Where this season, at the start of the They're season... Like sticking it was, together. Right, but at the start of the season, it was so individual that by the time it got to the merge, I wasn't concerned about it staying within the tribes. I was like, no, these people are going to integrate because so many people have been burned. And other people, like, I mean, Dan went straight over back to Tommy and Lauren and, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of group um, because he was on a side with Janet and all that kind of stuff. But he was the first person to run back over. And then we saw it kind of play out with those original tribes, um, which is interesting because at the start of the season, I felt like it wasn't going to go that way, yet here we are. Sadly. I'm, I love the fluidity of the game, you know? Mm. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. So Um, uh, Elaine is so close to winning the immunity challenge. I mean, like she had, she had it. And then Dean swooped in and he even said to her, oh, were you looking at mine? So we can claim that he didn't even realize how close she was. He wasn't. Yeah. It was just. Oh, that was so hard to watch. Mm Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and what As was really she like knocks them all off her table. Yeah. Son of a buck. 
But was that what she was holding out for? Because the thing is, that is also another case for getting rid of her. She was almost the winner of that that immunity challenge. Oh, I know. She just, she can't help it. She knew, she knew that she was a big threat. She She knew her life. From like day one, she knew she was a big threat. Goodness. She, people like Elaine can't help themselves, but just be lovable and fun. And I know, I know how it feels. It's It's so horrible. (laughs) We all know, don't we? We all know. It's just terrible. Uh, Um, Terrible. So, uh, Brie, I'm wondering. uh, It's frozen. um, (laughs) Oops. Every time, uh, okay, so my question for you, Brie, is what do you think about the Island of the Idols? Like, how has the twist been working for you? And what are you thinking about the whole deal? Well, at first, I was just, like, skeptical of them, like, even having Sandra and Robbie on this season. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just because they're Sandra and Rob. But I have to say, I'm not mad about it. Like, Mm -hmm. They give you the feels whenever, like, they just come across the screen for just that little bit of time that we get to see them. Mm-hmm. And I personally have liked having them, and I've liked mm-hmm. having the little, the little challenges that they have and the little mm-hmm. chances at furthering your game just a little bit if you play it the right way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like it's only helped people except for Jamal. And Vince. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't forget Vince from forever. Ago. I know, right. <laughs> I will say I love that it's been like lately every other week. That has really yeah. helped. Like yeah, see, I, I was not worried that it. it was gonna be like every single time and that would have mm-hmm. been way too much. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I personally just love them like having them too at tribal council though. Yes, I was, like, I was yeah, going to say every tribal council, even like is, after this, I this mad. is my thinking. I, I'm loving the commentary from people who are watching the game but not involved in the game because it gives someone for the audience to relate to in terms of the content that we're being exposed to. Mm -hmm. So we often see, um, like, I mean, this season in particular, you know, you see um, a lot of the conversations taking place at Tribal Council and they've been on another island. They don't know what's going on and so they're sitting there taking Mm -hmm. it all in. So I try to actually take my my own emotional uh, take on what is taking place from Rob and Sandra because they're the ones on the receiving end of it. They're the ones experiencing it. They're the ones that understand the effect it has on your real life, uh, outside of the game, all that kind of thing. So it's kind of like these are people who are witnessing it in real time. Mm -hmm. They get to see it firsthand. And that kind of, I think this season actually really needed it. because It needed something. It, it just needed some source of outside perspective because there's been so much heavy content. And the commentary, just the reactions, it actually, there is a TV show in the UK and in Australia called Gogglebox, mm-hmm. which is people what? watching <laughs> I've, I've TV seen a shows. Few episodes. Right. So it's people in their own lounge rooms, at their own houses. It's either married couples, families. I know, I love it. <laughs> Sorry. Living room. Um, and they uh, essentially just watch TV shows and they just <clears throat> comment on the episodes. They'll be like, would you ever do that? Blah, blah, blah. Like they'll watch shows like Survivor, The Bachelor. They'll watch documentaries. It's just people's, real life people having their take on what they're witnessing. And I'm kind of getting that kind of take on Survivor yeah. with 
Boston Rob and Sandra, you know, the comments from Dean rolling up his sleeves and flexing and yeah. the comments they were of, they were so happy this this tribal council. They loved they were it. having the best time. They loved Elaine. They loved that she was fighting for it. They wanted all of yeah. that. And like that's what we need to see as an audience. We need to see um people kind of adding to what is happening in the room because if you take that away you it, it, I, I feel like it leaves too much up to interpretation mm-hmm. but I, I kind of like that there are people there going yes we're winners and we would have done the same thing so Sandra is a huge fan of Survivor she loves watching Survivor she so the game that we've talked about that we all played Survival Challenge Sandra used to go and attend a survival challenge and she would be a volunteer so that mm-hmm. she could watch survivor and yeah. she could talk to people about strategy and she actually like conducted her own um confessionals with people still in the game or people voted out of the game and sandra would they had re- recorded confessionals like sandra freaking loves survivor so i bet when they invited her out to like do this island of the idols she was like uh yeah absolutely yeah yeah so like i just love how much she loves survivor now that like we know more information like we know more about just like how much she loves survivor besides just from watching the show (laughs) and i feel like a lot of people have gotten to see a different side of sandra Mm -hmm. just from this season and they've seen in the past two seasons where she's won i feel like they're seeing like a fun like a fun Sandra. And we're seeing a side of her that's, that's, um, that is like sitting back and listening and also like, um, cheer, like cheering people on. Like yes. it's, it's very different and I love it. Yeah. It's like more of a nurturer. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. Usually she kind of nurtures herself where now we're getting to see her kind of like root for the other person mm-hmm. because we all know that her catch catchphrase is as long as it's not me not me as long so as it's what, not me so we saw on next time on survivor that the final five is going to end up on island of the idols beach they're going to yes. see robin sandra it looks like there's going to be like <clears throat> one final test or some challenge we see like dean running around rob's mansion with a machete with a machete <laughs> and i says, saw that he says i'm going from dk chilling to dk villain like what <laughs> My whole thing is, are we going to see Tommy find out about them before going there? Or is he going to be the only person shocked about it? That's what I had a question about. Like, has anybody that's been to the Island of Idols even talked to someone else that's been about Rob and Sandra? I have a feeling they're not allowed to. Um, In order to kind of, like, keep the surprise. I did appreciate that dean when he came back he like semi told the truth like he like i mean like he told the truth kind of like coin flip yes and no on the coin lose my vote i could have won a immunity idol for the next yeah that was true like he he was was telling truth he was potentially the best lie that we've seen return from the island of idols Mm -hmm. i would argue that lawrence was pretty great but yeah, Dean's is up there too. You always will. Like, there's no surprise that you're always going to defend no. Lauren. Brie, I am a huge <laughs> Lauren fan. I have just really related to Lauren so much. And I 
I am so worried about her. I really want her to make it to the end. And I want to see her beat Tommy. That's really what I want to see happen. I would like to see her beat Tommy, too. So, but Hannah yeah. is really, she's a big Lauren fan, though, because I was in Vegas this past weekend, and <laughs> Hannah text, she texted me a screenshot of Lauren in Vegas. It was like, she's there. <laughs> Go say hi to her. Tell her Hannah said hi. <laughs> So That's it's true. So She's a big fan, Lauren. A uh, huge fan. Like, oh honestly, God. one of the, the, yeah, I haven't related to a survivor like Lauren in a long time. Oh, okay. So anyway, so speaking, so Island of the Idols, the final five are going to get there. What do you guys think is going to happen? I think that there's going to be some kind of, like, for me, it almost looks like a scavenger hunt of sorts. Mm-hmm. Oh, or one of the what do they did that one time where like they're they're running back and forth looking. Well, I guess scavenger hunt would be it. Would would there be a challenge that takes place on the island of idols that is hosted by Sandra and Boston Rob, like for an advantage going into the final immunity challenge? Oh, you know, because in the finale, there's sometimes a reward challenge of some type or if you win immunity you also get a reward and the reward has been like remove a jury member which Mm -hmm. was i hated that that was crazy but like yeah or advantage in the next immunity challenge Mm -hmm. or are they gonna have to remove somebody because now we've just lost dan we've lost dan but the thing is i think we're just gonna skip around it's still five down to four fire making down to three. I don't know that we're going to see a final two. I, I doubt it very, very much, especially You're now right. that they've implemented this whole making fire. Yeah. It's kind we're of just, like, do, do we do fire, then go to three, and then go to two? Like, it just, no. That doesn't make sense to me. Nope. Uh, speaking of, like, final three, when, when Dean leaves the Island of the Idols this episode, he says, I'm close to final three. And I'm close to when I'm actually going to have to manage a jury. And I was sitting at home like, um, buddy, managing the jury, like you should already be doing that. Like jury management is all that you've been doing so far. Like mm-hmm. uh, it was, the connections it was you've made should be paying off now. Not like, oh, I made it. By the end. way. <laughs> right. Well, By the way, you guys was, like me, right? <laughs> I thought it was interesting that that was the task at the Island of Idols now. Like at final seven, like, you know, it's like, shouldn't that have happened like when the, the jury started? They're running yeah. out of things. And I was like, you know, Stephen Stewart said, like, oh, what does the coin flip have to do with jury management? But I see the 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 argument that Sandra and Rob had about like, are you going to take a risk and tell the jury that you made a risk? And, like, that's one of your arguments. But, like, what do you guys think about this whole coin flip test thing? I think it was just potential for material for jury management. Mm -hmm. You know, they can't actively, you know, control how anybody thinks or feels. I mean, at Survival Challenge, we saw um, a reward where a contestant got to speak to the people on the jury they mm-hmm. got to they got to address them with one question and the jury were able to talk to them so that's like literally jury management but in terms of like the CBS version of the game it seems a little too um uh, too involved 
um, to have that kind of reward of a Island of Idols experience. It means everybody in the jury finds out like about the Island of Idols, even though I'm sure they are, they already have because they're sitting with people who have taken have part been. in it. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I don't know. I don't know what they could have done better. Like, do you have any opinions on jury management, Island of Idols, Bri? Mm, not really. I mean, like, they he everyone should be managing their jury from the start of the game. Yeah. And, like, what jury management is, is making connections with people and being able to have – so, like, because they're going to vote for someone that they – most likely they're going to vote for someone that they like and that they enjoy. Mm -hmm. Usually you don't vote for the person that you don't like, even if you could say like, Oh, they played a better game. So jury management is those connections. You know, and then like, and then with jury management, you know, what's tricky is how do you make those connections with potential jury members and make those really close connections while keeping your threat level low? Because, you know, we've heard a, a ton about Lauren, like, oh, everybody loves Lauren. We can't bring Lauren to the end. So it's like, man, how do you how do you get close with people and make those connections and have a resume, but also not be a threat? Yeah, it's I don't know. Maybe maybe we need to take a leaf out of Nora's book. Because... A leaf. <laughs> <laughs> because... Well, I mean, just because survivors evolved so much now, more people are just so familiar with the game now and how True. they want to play it. And so everyone's more on this even playing field of what they should be doing. Yeah. I, I do want to mm -hmm. mention, um, did we want to talk about Nora's sole purpose of oh, this dear. episode? That Which pun was, took me forever to get. <laughs> when she said that, like, her seen the souls were by the is, souls yeah. of, oh, my gosh. And then gosh. put damn shoes up on the <laughs> of the lost members, or what, what did she the say? The lost souls. I was so confused. Um, really? Like, because she said um, the, the, she said the souls, pun intended, with his souls. So when she said his souls, I got it instantly. But when yeah. she said the souls, I was like, huh? Oh. But it was like, it seemed like the most bubblegum attempt at making someone's experience uncomfortable. We saw yeah. him later on in the episode with the shoes in his hands. It's like, he's going to find them there. He's going to know it's you. It seems very unnecessary. It was like yeah. immediately, like afterwards, you saw Dean with his shoes on him. It amounted to nothing. So what was the whole point of that? That amounted to nothing. She just, just kind of like, wanted to be like, funny. that was her like, Humping at him. I'm gonna huh. put them up high because I'm taller than you. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. Um, she, pro thing, she probably was the one that got him down for him. Probably. I know, right? <laughs> one thing that I, for some reason, did not realize until like this episode is I didn't realize how back to back the votes are when it comes down to the final seven, yep. final six. I totally mm -hmm. forgot that it's like, every day yeah it's like out. immediately i think what happened was in the earlier seasons we saw less contestants <laughs> which meant that a three-day split between tribal councils was eight, like that was a possibility then we saw the introduction of like 18 contestants and 20 contestants which means we either need to do double eliminations have two eliminations in one oh, episode they added more people mm -hmm. right because <laughs> it's still in the same timeline Mm -hmm. Did you realize that when Elaine was just like, I made it to 30, day 36 or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I was like, 
I was like, okay, I was like whoa, I know. A voted out of day 35. So it also sparked your mind. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. That, it, goes, it was like so soon. Yeah. Yeah. And there's one person voted so out every close. day now. Besides yeah. So close. Are being removed. It's pretty much the last week. They eliminate a person every, every day. And the crazy thing as well is it's like you're, you think that the person who comes in like fourth place was one day away from it. The person in fifth place was two days away from it. The person in sixth place was three days away from it. Seriously. It's, I, I, I never even thought about it like it. I know like till that. this episode is the only time I thought about it. Um, do you to guys, be so close? Yet yeah, so far. yeah. She said I was four days away from a million dollars. It's crazy. Oh, um, and that also made me think of when um, this is so random, but this is just a beautiful Lauren moment when Elaine is like, like, oh, it's gonna be me tonight, and Lauren goes, Shh, stop it, and touches her cheek. <laughs> do you guys remember <laughs> that part? See, like, I hate don't. those moments, though. I didn't. I don't remember that part. It because, was so ridiculous. Like for me, that's that's why I don't like Lauren's game because she keeps on telling people lies, and like it's like I mean I know that that's a, that's part of the game and stuff like that, but she uh-huh. she actually never intends on following through with it. Like you I know? also my thing about Lauren because I don't know. I feel like she's never looking at someone when she's talking, when they're talking to her. Mm-hmm. She is literally always looking away and like, mm-hmm, or at least that's what they're showing us. Like uh-huh. it's always, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's how <laughs> Hannah used to like, speak to me on the survival challenge. <laughs> and were you lying, girl? Was you lying? Oh, every well, time. time. <laughs> yeah. Not, so I not day like one. No one. Like, are they even like believing Lauren's actually with them? I don't, I don't like know. If, if I was talking to her and she was doing what I'm seeing her do on TV and not even like looking at me, I'd be like, yeah, nope, where you she's, at? she's not with me. Yeah. Let me go find somebody else. Exactly. I will say that I think she's a bit excitable. She is that kind of person that this is like her childhood dream. Like it's like, she's giddy on it. She's excited by it, but you do need to kind of like, Part of your game also needs to accommodate other people's games in order to further your own game. And that's probably exactly why Tommy has a better relationship with people yeah. than she does at this point in the game. Mm-hmm. True. Um, do you guys want to talk about the whole Dan getting removed moment? Like when you guys saw that. Well, that's they, my drop your buff moment. Exactly. I totally even forgot about the drop your buff moment because that literally dropped my buff. I was mm-hmm. like, "Wait, is this a two-hour episode?" I literally was googling yep. like two-hour episode. What's what's I got right confused now? too. I was just like, "Wait a second, I just got to work. This is is this like are we continuing?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, man, did you guys figure out before Jeff said anything? I know mm-hmm. I was watching and I was like, "Where's Dan? Where's Dan?" I couldn't see Dan in the yeah. Group. I didn't see and him, I had, and I was like, "Something happened with Dan." I hadn't, I didn't look for him until they mentioned where's Dan. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, oh no. It's just crazy because like we had this whole fallout weeks ago from the merge tribal about the mm-hmm. Dan drama. And I feel like Jeff Probst easily could have come out and said like, guys, stop freaking out. Or, you know, he wouldn't say stop freaking out, but like we removed Dan like three episodes later. So just hold your horses, you know. But he didn't. Thank you for not spoiling it, Jeff. But. Right. So you're saying in real time he could have said that. Yeah, exactly. Not to the contestants. 
Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, that came out wrong. He could have told us. <laughs> I just imagine you being like walking off the boat, being like, "Guys, stop freaking out." And um, this like made Survivor look so bad. It made them look so terrible. I know it's, that they're like, like I went too far. Oops. And it's 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 a really interesting thing. We obviously have talked about this whole topic, this conversation at great lengths. There's a lot of information coming out that Survivor is potentially not recording the finale live in order to conduct what content is being put up in the finale episode. Mm -hmm. Right. There are murmurings that contestants in the season are not happy with the edit and they would be willing to defend Dan's character. I'll put it that way. Um, and how he was um, perceived in this season. I think that there's a lot of things that are being considered in terms of like, his character, his family, um, all that kind of stuff. I don't think anybody is, um, you know, protecting what he did, who he right. did it to, all that kind of stuff. It's just more how it was portrayed and how it was handled. Um, which, you know, after all of these episodes, it's kind of like, all right, this conversation again is happening. You know, we saw it at the start of the season. We saw it at the middle of the season. We saw it at the end of the season. It really has been an overall like this is this will forever be that season of Survivor, <clears throat> and I Sadly. hate it because it it had such a great cast too. Yeah, it really it, did with great players. Mm -hmm. it, it had great players. It brought up great conversations. It was probably the most diverse cast I I would say we've ever seen in mm -hmm. terms of um, not even just aesthetically, but in terms of walks of life mm -hmm. um, and how they relate to one another, how they can relate to one another, and how they can learn from one another. And so as much as they do refer to it having been a learning experience, I think Survivor is also learning some stuff as well. Oh, mm -hmm. they, they sure are. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, like, they should have, this is jokingly, they should have put, like, a little glimpse of the title card in the fever dream at the beginning because we all would have been shook. Like, wait, what's about to happen at the end? Yeah. That would have yeah. kept our attention, but, you know. Of course, I couldn't do that. Well, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's there's always, there's always two sides to every story. Who am I in the middle of Dayton, Ohio, that would have any information about what's going on mm -hmm. and, and whatever? I just hope that everyone can learn from it. I hope that the real the people playing this game and who are not touching people inappropriately are getting the airtime and the conversation that they deserve. Mm -hmm. And I, and um, man, I hope that we can, like, just come on the other side of this and just be I, I ready will for say season 40. That, <laughs> yeah, I will say that I'm happy that the, the the episode that we got was very much weighted in favor of the people who were still in the game yeah. and, and will still be in the game. Um, and that Elaine got the send-off that she deserved. And mm -hmm. it was at the end of the episode that it happened and it was done dusted on yeah. the final um, I want to say something that Elaine said during her final words that like made me giggle. Um, but like her, her final words were really sweet. She said something along the lines of like, I learned a lot about myself and I, you know, I just really, really like myself and I learned the things about myself Aww. that I like. And I thought it was really sweet. And then she says, yeah, you know, survivor, it's something I'll always remember. And mm -hmm. I was like, uh, I'm gonna quote a Vine. If you, if anybody has watched <laughs> Vine videos, um, that one Vine where the kid is driving by, um, 
a sign that says road work ahead. And he turns to the ga- camera and goes, yeah, I sure hope so. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so, so when, uh, oh, Hannah. when Elaine goes, it's something I'll always remember. I thought to myself like, yeah, I sure hope you do. Yeah. yeah. Like that's a big takeaway. <laughs> Not only just starving on an island, not only because of the season being what it was, but, you know, she mentioned that four months ago, her mom passed away. And oh, my gosh. I think that's when I started crying because, yeah. like, and everybody else we there. did no one knew. Nobody well, knew. This had been brought to our attention um, earlier because Jack had mentioned that he had lost his father years ago in his Ponderosa mm-hmm. video, and it was his first time being able to, like, deal with that and just kind of like have time to sit in it and that's when Hannah you mentioned that Elaine had mentioned it in her introduction video that she had her mom pass away a couple months ago yeah her pre-season interview Mm -hmm. so yeah so this was the first time that the audiences were learning this information mind you nobody knew about like nobody actively knew from the content we had seen on Survivor um, about Elaine's partner and her you know um circumstances when it comes to being queer and things like that Mm -hmm. that was never mentioned in the season which was also wonderful because other seasons we've watched it's like people are highlighted because of their sexual orientation right we don't need that anymore we honestly we've never needed that um Mm -hmm. but it's nice that the edit isn't being surrounded by that um right people are just getting to live their truth in the reality of the moment and whatever they share at that time if it's necessary i mean she had a loved one come out that's not something that one you're wanting to hide i mean a similar situation was it run last season when his yeah. partner came out when his partner came out yeah yeah and it's like that's refreshing for me because you know what these are probably things that have been shared amongst the cast members it's not really any of the audience's business you right. know it really isn't like they do give over so much of themselves in this environment that they're like the way that they talk about themselves and their home life and stuff like that really doesn't affect the game. It does re- affect their social circumstances. We definitely but, saw a lot about Karishma's home life and her marriage and stuff, which was very new to like right. this kind of story from her. Yeah. But she also shared that information in her private confessionals. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? So yeah. there's a difference there. Anyway, you know, so we... Oh, sorry. Go for it. Um you know what you're saying like janet says after the dan removal from the game janet says real world world things are coming into the game and that's what you've Mm -hmm. been talking about dion dion even talking about you know real world things just keep happening and happening Mm -hmm. that was part of why i loved this season from the very beginning until it obviously hit ahead where it was overwhelming too far too far (laughs) like literally if that didn't happen this would be one of the best seasons. It's honestly like I I don't want to say because of the circumstances it's my favorite season, but it's one of my favorite seasons because of the characters, the conversations, mm-hmm. the relationships, the mm-hmm. questioning of where people lie in terms of their their ability to play this game with people that are not their walk of life and things like that. That's what I love about Survivor. I like love everybody was everybody on this cast was so different from one another. Mm-hmm. And that for me, like there was a middle part of Survivor where it became a bit of like a sorority, you know, mm-hmm. a little more uh, comparable to say that of Big Brother. I was about to say, know. it was starting to look like Big Brother and everybody mm-hmm. was hating it because we're like, what? What happened to our Survivor? Yeah. And to be honest, let's, like, let's not avoid the fact that Big Brother has come 
with its controversies over the seasons as well, especially Always. this later season. I think oh, CBS yeah. has definitely taken a hit this year. Yeah. And I think they are, I mean, I don't want to get too political, but obviously CBS has people in it. Like I was reading an article today and it's like the people that were running CBS, the people that are head ups and stuff like that with the Me Too movement. There's been a lot of conversation about that. Oh, so yeah. I think, I think CBS are doing a, uh, they're going to be doing a bit of a clean up in terms of. A little revamp. They need to do a revamp. little bit of something. Yeah. It's, it's, it's probably time. Um, you know, we've seen seasons in the past. We've seen Gandhi's experience with Ted in the shelter and, you know, uh, in Thailand when she was talking about him rubbing up against her. And his defense was, I don't even find you attractive. Horrible. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. horrible. Yet she was the one that was made out to be this crazy woman and they voted her out. And then we see All Stars where we see Richard Hatch and, you know, Sue Hawke have an interaction that leads her to say the quote, you know, um, I've been violated, humiliated, dehumanized, and totally spent Jeff, and then evicts herself from the game. Right. You know, we've seen these things happen in the past. They, you know, they gave her the floor to quit because nobody was forcing her to be there. But I do think that this was their way of possibly trying to fix that. I think they did it poorly. I don't think it was the right way to go about it. I do believe that from what I've seen on Twitter or Facebook, that Richard Hatch was somebody who was in contention for the next season. But while this season was filming, they pretty much said to him, you're out. Because for what I believe, Richard Hatch and Tina were considered for next season. I believe with the mentality, first male winner, first female winner. But with taking Richard out of the game, you take Tina out of the game. (laughs) My Um, heart. (laughs) Yeah, and now it looks like, for those of you who don't know, this is a major spoiler. Um, There is rumours that we're going to be seeing a season next season of complete winners returning to the game. Spoiler! Right, but I mean, it's just rumours. I have nothing factual. But the thing is, at this point, is this a good way to send off Survivor? Have a season 40... Win oh my gosh that's it no. we're done and dusted i want survivor on my screen forever <laughs> i feel like there's no way that they can end with like an all winter season because i feel like it's going to be one of the most viewed seasons they're going to get a lot like of new viewers they're going to get a lot of new viewers a lot of old new viewers that mm. had seen their seasons before and they're like oh we're g- it's a winter season i feel like we're going to get a whole new crowd and our old new crowd back well, what about the crowd that has vowed never to watch Survivor again? They're going to come back. We all know they're coming back for it. I, they can, I'm not, they I'm not convinced. They not live without it. I, I mean, you may not be able to live without it, but I'm sure there are many people at home who can. No. Anybody who's listening to this podcast. I don't want to live do without you, it. <laughs> do you really think that Josh Wiggler is not going to watch season 40? I, I, look, I couldn't say. I couldn't say. I think that he when you're totally so... Is so invested in something <laughs> for such a big amount of time and if it's such a big season there's definitely a draw card for it but some people they have that moral ground um i don't know season 40 all winners oh my god there's no way there's no way oh god everybody's coming hungry speaking well, of winners guys yeah. next week the finale comes who's winning survivor dion who's winning uh dean <laughs> I think Dean's winning. All right, Bree, who do you think's winning? Um, I mean, I do think that Dean's winning. 
Holy and then crap, my guys. second, my second choice is probably going to be Tommy. Okay. Mm. And I say Lauren's winning at all. I, 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 I felt it in my bones. I just think that we're either going to have Janet, Nora, or Dean in the final three. Like that one of them is going to be in yeah. the final three. Yeah. It, like literally one of them is going to be in the final three. And I think that Tommy and Lauren, it, whoever is sitting with the two of those other people, because it's, it's a far cry to believe that both Tommy and Lauren are going to be sitting there. I think, I think they the both are going to. I think Lauren and Tommy are both going to be sitting there now that oh, really? Dan's gone. Because I think mm. Dan was a glue think, to Tommy. You don't think that Tommy would take Lauren and Dean? I'm sorry, wouldn't take Nora and Dean? Oh, he would love to. Well, I think now that Dan's gone. Because mm. I think that that's I think the, he was. I think Tommy's going to take Dean and Nora, and he's going to lose to Dean. Mm. I don't oh know if he'll take Dean now after gosh. after seeing, seeing then all what, this you, new then from you him. Take, then you take Jenna and Lauren instead. <laughs> I would take Nora. Take Nora! <laughs> She's already there. Who's the other person? <laughs> I guess he would take Lauren since he's been loyal to her the whole time. She might win. Oh but my she gosh, may, guys. He may not win again. And he should be happy for her. <laughs> I don't know. I think I that Dean's going to... Lauren showdown. And then Dean just sitting there like this. Cross-legged. <laughs> Casual. Rolling up his sleeves. Rolling up his sleeves. Uh, his arm. I am so excited for this finale. Like whatever happens with this whole damn thing with the finale show, the reunion, I don't care. I'm so pumped for this finale. Yeah. Um, Dion and I will be recording sometime after the finale. Dion, yep. um, he loves going to the after party with all the survivors. And we'll I'm see so sad what I'm happens not this be year. There. Oh um, yeah, Brie got to go last time. Had I a good old time. I'll be at season forty. Oh yeah, season forty. <laughs> I've already talked I, to Adam about it. <laughs> if I, how about if I do meet any of the contestants, I'll be sure to take some pictures with them and put them up on our Instagram account. Oh that please, yeah. um, you have to deliver some like, just like tell Lauren that I love her. I will trust me. Okay. I will. Thank I already so did much. the first time I met her, but I'll just oh. re reinforce that. Yes, that sounds great. Um, okay. Anything else you guys want to say before we wrap up? I'm ready for the finale. Me too. I am ready. And thank you so much for joining us, Brie. It's been an absolute pleasure. You we know, love getting another perspective, and I think yours has been incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks yeah, for thank having me, so guys. Yeah, and thanks for having in your car at Starbucks. I to join know. Us. I know. <laughs> I didn't want to miss out. I was so I was so excited about today. I know. You know and how, so, so, for all of you at home, I just want to premise this. Bree does not live out of her car. Yeah. Um, all this have, beautiful raindrops on me right now. I know. She has a wonderful home with her family, but I think that uh, this was your way of having your own time and A little space. peace and quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, make sure to tell the kids we said hi. Um, everybody, r remember to subscribe to our podcast. Uh, find us on YouTube. Make sure you drop your buff whenever you can. Drop your buff. Oh, and follow. Uh, go to our Instagram account and follow us. Drop your buffs podcast is our Instagram. Bree, what mm -hmm. is your um, handle that you want to drop for everybody? Uh, my handle is just Bree B R I Burris B U R R E S S. Sounds Wonderful. great. 
Um, everybody have a fantastic weekend and we cannot wait to talk to you next after the finale. Yay! Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs.